FM 106.7 and on WhatsApp it's 0817-555-1067. I'm calling out these uh, platforms and these numbers so that you can know how to get across to us during the show. At any point in time where you want to make your thoughts known, please make use of any of these channels. My name is Lola Meduteni. Good morning to you, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And uh, the good news uh, that we all woke up to this morning is that uh, the abducted uh, girls have been uh, released. I saw videos of them at the uh, gov- government house in Zamfara. And that's uh, some bit of good news mm. in the horizon uh, this morning. Well, I saw a tweet uh, that said, uh, the kidnapping, you know, business, so to say, in Nigeria has created a platform for Nigerian tailors because you find out that when, you know, these boys or these girls are brought back somehow, you know, they have new outfits, <laughs> all of them, and the same thing happened this morning and uh, saying Nigerian tailors do not disappoint at times like that. Just That's a comedy On a take. lighter note there. But uh, we're happy that the girls are back and uh, it's important that government continues to do all within its power to safeguard everyone's lives and property here. Yeah. Welcome yes. to Panorama. My name is Boyega Olani. All right, let's get into it. Uh, for our issue of the day this morning, we have Eddie I know joining us live in the studio. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning and hello, Lola. Hello, and, uh, Lola we're Boyega. hoping to Good morning be- to you. Monday, yeah. We're hoping to be joined by Daud Olatunji as well as a lawyer. Now, if you want to know what it is that we're talking about that necessitates the use of a lawyer, well, let's get into it then. A week ago, altercations at the main gate of Baptist Secondary School, Sir Liri Lauren, between parents who want hijab for their children and those opposed to it caused the government's order to temporarily close 10 grant-aided Christian mission secondary schools while it attempted to find an amicable resolution to this crisis. Thereafter, the Kwara State Government approved the right of the Muslim schoolgirls to wear the hijab, basing its judgment on the declaratory nature of the subsisting judgments of the Court of Appeal and their purports. It then directed the Ministry of Education and Human Capital Development to come up with a uniform hijab for all public grant-aided schools as the accepted mode of head covering for any willing schoolgirl in those schools. It also affirmed the right of every child in public schools to freedom of worship. The Kwara State Chapter of the Christian Association of Nigeria, however, kicked against the approval, saying the new policy would cause discrimination in schools and allow terrorists to easily identify our children and words. An official of the Education Ministry who spoke unofficially with Premium Time said, the appeal court has ruled that the schools belong to the government and the use of hijab is a constitutional right of the pupils. While the state chapter of Cannes accused the government of taking a decision on a matter that was still before the Supreme Court. Let us discuss which argument is superior as our issue of the day and panorama poll for today. All right, you've heard it from us. Uh, Now it's time to turn this over to Eddie and ask his thoughts on this. Time and time again, we hear of these, um, you know, well, one would say religious logjam where um, a certain religious sect wants to exercise its freedom to be able to dress in accordance with their religious ethics. Uh, and another says, okay, this we are the ones who own this place. We get to decide what we want and what we don't want. 
We saw it happen with the law school student, Fidaus. We saw it happen in Ibadan with the, the international school, but it happened in Ocean State as well. And now it's happening in Quara. What do you make of this? Well, uh, first and foremost, one uh, is getting disturbed you know, about the uh, rapidity mm-hmm. you know, and the preponderance of uh, issues relating to religion, because I see it as uh, the usual thing you know, for our leaders you know, to use ethnicity and religion you know, to divide us. Uh, and it, it's so sad you know, because uh, the issue really is not the constitutionality alone. There's the issue of constitutionality. There's the issue of entitlement. Uh, it's a, a missionary school that establishes a school. That's an entitlement. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, you know, you are entitled to because there are laws you know, that establish the school. In fact, the VC academics, you know, in you have said that much that this school was established in 1963 and that this, there are laws that established it. It didn't include, you know, hijab and all that. But it's worrisome uh, in the sense that Nigeria is, uh, is believed to be a religious is a religious country more than any other country is it though isn't yeah. it a secular country yeah we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> yes we'll get to that uh in the sense that if you go to the corporate affairs commission there are twenty three thousand religious bodies that are registered with corporate affairs commission and there are some that didn't register if you go to lagos what used to be textile estates you know textile industry estates you know, in lagos have turned to religious organizations and the question is, why are we like this when we should be turning out industries? If you go to the north, there are more mosques in the north you know, than schools. And that, that's an issue that has generated this one that we have been seeing. And even this one we are seeing has not been there all along. Uh, but what you can deduce from it is that there is issue of constitutionality, there mm. is the issue of entitlement, there is the issue of uh, uh, tolerance, you know, the, yes, there religious is religious tolerance, there is religious the, uh, extremism, all rolled into one. Now let's go back to the issue of a secular state. Yes, Nigeria is a secular state, but more often than not, you see our leaders finding it difficult to separate religion from the state. Mm. Some states send pilgrims abroad, you know, to Mecca and, and, and Jerusalem. Right, that's not supposed to be so. Uh, they swear with Quran, you know, and the Bible. I mean, if it's a secular thing, we should have shown all that. Uh, I recall in a lighter mood, uh, fella, Shoyinka, uh, you know, went to court, you know, sometime to say, okay, let our leaders swear, you know, with the... With, with the uh, uh, Traditional. Yeah, well, the cutlass, mm. you know, something Shango. that... Yes, that no, cutlass that we... Uh, if you didn't seven this, you know, you, you just you get your. No, but the, isn't the cutlass shongo? But they will say yes. Uh, the, the, the people say, ah, no, it's primitive. You know, it's, mm. it's an idol mm. thing. But that's the real thing, the actual sense of it. But beyond that is the fact that yes, it's a secular religion, secular state, but it is not so in practice. There are states when you have a Christian governor, you have a Muslim deputy. It's only in the north that you don't have that, and even in the north, you hardly have a woman deputy governor. And uh, we'll do, we'll go, governor. So again, that has to do with women. If you go to the east, you don't even have Christian Muslim dichotomy in terms of governor and deputy governor. And so we see, we see a lot of things rolled into one. But for me, I think what we are seeing now is intolerance because people talk about cons- uh, the issue of constitution. Yes, sections 38 and 42 gives the individual, you know, the power 
you know, mm. to worship whatever, and you can move from one religion to the other. It's there, writ large. But that's not the entire thing. We spoke about entitlement. There are people who establish these schools, missionary schools and all that. They too feel that they establish these schools, you know, with certain parameters. Mm. Uh, so, but if you now bring them in, like what you read, now we are in this state of anomie in the sense that Boko Haram in banditry is all over the place and it's moving, you know, towards the southwest now. So it's already in, uh, it's already in Niger. And mm. if you move down to, from Niger, you get to Eloni and from Eloni, you get to Oyo. And so, God forbid bad thing. If any of these guys get to a school, they separate them through religion. In fact, there were instances when they stopped vehicles, cars, buses, and say, okay, separate. You are a Christian, move this way. You are Muslim, move this way. We have gotten to that extent. But the constitution supersedes every other thing. Even if you have your own constitution, either as an association or a group, you is subsumed under the Nigerian constitution of 1999. So that's where it stops. But there are more to it. You know, when by the time we extend it further. Uh, but many believe that uh, in the past, when the schools were, you know, set up, yeah. the missionaries were totally in charge of catering for the school, you know, paying salaries, mm. raising structures. Mm. But over time, government took over some of these missionary schools. At a point, some of them came back and said, well, we want these schools back. But somewhat, it looks like government still has so a bit of control. Governments still give grants to some of these schools even though they have retained you know the name as missionary schools so if the government gives money for the school to run is it not just right that the government you know can say okay even though you used to be a missionary school you must allow hijab now or hijab wearing students well uh, first you know, taking the schools you know from the missionaries in the first instance was in bad taste mm. and so many of them protested but government is government. Government is an instrument of oppression. And that was why government insisted. And I'm thinking that even the government should give back the schools to the missionaries so that you operate. There are universities where Muslim universities, you have Christian universities, and you don't have that mixture there. This dictates standard. Yes, even this Christian university, go to Babcock. They provide opportunities for you to worship, mm. but not to, you know, be in your hijab. Hmm. The, yes, Babcock. My daughter attended that university. They provide opportunities for you to do your worship. But when it comes to this uh, uh, issue of yeah, identity, identity, because if you look at the world now globally, uh, there, there is, uh, there is uh, this identity thing. You know, uh, they call it, there is a book, Clash, Clash of Civilizations. You know, the reordering of world order where people kill behind flags, uh, uh, symbols, and can do anything for those flags and symbols. If you talk of even schools we are talking about, they have symbols. African Church Grammar School, Baptist, and all this. They have their own templates and all that. But it's government that's taking it over. I would think that to avert this problem, government should hand over you know, these schools back to the missionaries if they can run it and let them do whatever they want within that institution. But Yes, government is an instrument of oppression. You have taken this back. I agree with you. I mean, I cannot be... I mean, if I'm involved in paying your school, you know, your teachers, I'm involved in giving you grants and what have you, I should be able to dictate uh, uh, what you do there. But this is a very sensitive issue. Mm. Very, very sensitive. And that's where the issue is coming. Even the Quara we, we are talking about, at the end of the day, this federal, the Quara state government said, yes, we have 
seen the submissions of Christians and Muslims and all that. But there have been cases in court. There have been court judgments mm -hmm. and we are going to abide by judge, court judgment because the law is the law. And that's what has happened. Even in the case of uh, Fadal Amasa that we spoke about, mm -hmm. in the final analysis, in fact, she, she was she in won. She won mm -hmm. because of the law. I mean, you cannot, I mean, law lawyers, you know, who are in those institutions cannot do otherwise. So right. that's it. But I, I, we may not see the end of this thing because this protest is, will always be there unless mm. the schools are handed over provided they can maintain the standard that the government is providing and in any case that is subjective too go and look at those schools what how much is government giving to them so if institutions want to establish abroad there are muslim christian institutions and they stay on their own because they man the school they have the template and they can run the school the way they feel they should run but in this instance the law has won but it's beyond what we are thinking and if you take it to Europe, let's take it to Europe, uh, where so many people have accused uh, those who are opposing the hijab, you know, as uh, being uh, under Islamophobia. Mm. Yes, to an appreciable extent, it is true. Because there was this survey by Pulse. Pulse is a news site and conducted the survey and found out that half of the people who were surveyed said when they see, we are scared when we see a hijab we are in person and we cannot divide divide it you know from globalization from what is happening elsewhere i mean with you know the uh, uprising of mm. terrorist groups okay, and the exactly you know so when people see it and that's the reason why in europe if you wear the nika or the burger you cannot in fact 10 countries in europe are saying no we don't want it nicolas sarkosa that was just jailed yesterday the former french, french, french president, president said in france they are not welcome. Don't come. And you talk about, about this issue of nika and burger. Uh, if you go to, if you offend in France, in uh, Switzerland, you pay 10 euros. If you offend in, uh, in Belgium, you, you go to jail for seven days. And largely, the reason why Europe doesn't you know, encourage them, although some countries, UK, mm -hmm. US and all that, some other countries, yes, encourage this uh, splinters, you know, some measure of it. The reason is they believe that if you take a country like Iran, that it is being used as a, 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 an instrument of oppression. Mm. Even Saudi Arabia, until recently, you can a, a woman cannot drive a car until very very recently, and even going to stay there, mm. you, know, to, you know, to watch football. But their interaction with America, you know, actually made them to tone down, you know, that toga. And so that's the reason why it is like that. But for Quara, it, is, it, it has happened and the, the government had decided. And I, I was tempted to go back and research into Quara. Way back from 1967 to date, 20 people governed Quara State. 15 of them were Muslims. 10 and five were Christians. And if you look at the civilian era, you had seven civilian regimes. You had 13 uh, 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 military regimes. And why now? That's the question. Why now? What you are, can see is contagion. Mm. It's, it's happened in Ibadan. It's happened in Lagos. It's happened in Ocean. 
part of Laduke Akintola uh, University Staff School that's happened in a nursing school here in, in, in Ogun State. And we, we saw the uh, Fedals, you know, uh, Amasa case and all that. So mm. that is why it has spread, you know, to that place. Because I keep on wondering, why now in Kwara State? You had okay. had civilian regimes, you had had uh, military regimes, 15 and yet it has happened. All right. Well, let's get some legal clarification on this issue. Uh, let's look at it from a legal perspective. We're going to be engaging with a lawyer on this. But in the meantime, we have a poll on Twitter. You can vote your thoughts, whether you think that the Kwara State government should respect the religious background of the schools or the Nigerian constitution, which is, in fact, supreme above all things. Uh, let's get the opinion of a lawyer regarding this but for those who are just joining us let's give you a bit of a backstory to this issue we'll do that right after we speak with barrister kayo diaderemi who's joining us via telephone good morning hello good morning lola all right good morning barrister Kayodi. now uh this issue is one of a sensitive nature because it's it has to do with the religious belief of uh, you know a certain religious sect uh, but the Kwara state government however has directed the public schools in Kwara state to allow female students to use the hijab uh, and it says that the reason why it's doing this or the reason why it's uh, came to that conclusion is because it considered the education law of Kwara state the prevailing court judgments and the current global trends of multiculturalism and that's why he, it reached this decision now what's the perspective of the law on this the schools say that they still have a case before the supreme court they've lost at the appeal court already but they still have a case before the supreme court but how do you think the court will rule what does the law say on this issue yes um maybe you will first okay you, you said the school has been to the high court and um, court of appeal and lost yes well, let me just yeah let me just um uh like you said before you placed the call um limit myself to what the law says um from my understanding yes um many people have referred to sections 38 on one hand and 42 on the other hand but 42 is not really material to this discussion 42 talks about rights to freedom from discrimination all right but what is in contention really is section 38 and why so 38 talks on one hand about right to freedom of thought conscience and religion religion is the issue here and on the other hand it talks it speaks to that section speaks to particularly subsections two and three they speak to educational facilities okay set up by religious bodies all right that's why i said 38 is more um in tune with it now right. what does what does it say Subsection two says that no i'm paraphrasing now a little bit long it says no place of education that is a school for instance shall be required to force pupils to take place sorry to take part or to attend any religious observance e.g hijab other than his own that that e.g hijab is from you not from the constitution by the way right <laughs> yes yes other than his own religion 
or such religion as approved by the parents of that pupil. In simple terms, that person is saying that if you are attending a school, that school cannot force you on what to wear regarding your religious inclinations. Okay, let us situate it in Quara State. That means that Baptist school or whatever missionary school cannot say wear hijab, wear cross, don't wear cross. All right. However, if we stop there, we would not have done justice towards totality of what the constitution envisages. Move down the next step. That is section 38, subsection 3. And that is where the real answer is. And after I explain this next subsection, the lawyers that are about to approach the Supreme Court should know where their faith lies. Respectfully, I say so. And what does that say? It says, remember, two says no school, all right, can force any people on what to wear or what not to wear. Subsection 3 now says, where that school is maintained wholly, that is, totally, by a religious community or denomination, then that school can determine what they will wear or what they will not wear. That is, we call that a proviso, a condition in law. So the question to ask is, who is maintaining that school? If it is the missionaries, then it would be wrong to say that the missionary or the school cannot say where this, don't wear this. But if it is not the missionary or the Christian bodies that is um, maintaining holy, holy is W H now, not H O L Y. Right. W H O L Y. That is holy maintaining that school, then they can determine what their pupils will wear or will not wear. So I don't have facts as to who is maintaining that school. But whoever has the facts should um, bring it before the court. So what needs, if I were the lawyer to that school or to those challenging those hijab thing, what I would bother myself with is not so much about this law. The law is so clear, Section 38, Subjections 2 and 3. But what I will labor to prove to the court is who is maintaining that school. And maintaining goes to who pays salaries, who renovates, and the expenses generally in that school. So it is the person that does that, or the body that does that, that will determine where the gavel, where the legal gavel falls, whether for or against the parties in court. Wow. So that is what the law says about that. Okay, that does seem like an open and short case then, seeing as the state government has long since taken ownership of the schools. The state government, that's the, they get grants from the state government. It's been turned over from the Christian missionary to the state government. So you're saying they, they have no hope of winning the case, the Christian mission schools, that is. That, that's what you call a DOA case. It's dead on arrival, with due respect. The law is there until the law changes. That is a sacrosanct. And I've read it. Or for the sake of those listening to us or those that may want to disagree or those that may not really um, follow this, let me read it, please, Ola. Just okay. a sec. Go on, please. That is section 38, subsection 3. No religious community or denomination shall be prevented from providing religious instruction for pupils of that community that is they can be prevented or denomination in any place of education 
that is maintained wholly by that community or denomination full stop so meaning if you are the if you are a religious community or a sect or a denomination like baptist or whatever and you are the one maintaining it wholly w-h-o-l-l-y then nobody can say you can't dictate what to be won or not be, or not to be won so that is that's clear that must be why i want to believe they lost in the two courts they've approached it's a lost case except that school is returned to missionaries and they are wholly maintained by missionaries all right thank you very much once again as usual you but, did justice but before, to this. Be, 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 before before i drop uh, before you drop this call i i you know that is the legal solution to it but like the guest in the house my big brother um good good morning sir by the way good morning good morning <laughs> we we featured together in many programs yeah. by the way and um, like you said if you see um this approach this morning with due respect may address this issue from the point of law but the fact is that as my bong has said in the studio the problem is still there we remember there, there was a case in Ogu state where a school was sued sometime last year or two years ago it has happened in many states in the country so the court in my opinion and respectfully may not put a final solution to this problem now what then is the solution from my own research no religion has rivalry in the whole world as far as i know like christianity and islam i still don't know why that is it is difficult to hear that um those doing um buddha buddhists for example are suing christians or suing muslims it is very very difficult to hear there are hundreds of religions why is it always christians and muslims by the way ogun state has done very very well very very well in trying to manage religious divisions or issues yes so going forward i want to strongly recommend that respected christianity and islamic clerics should be made to come together and discuss what exactly are christians afraid of about islam and what exactly are the muslims afraid of about christians come together have a discussion then let's reach a compromise this war many have died a, a woman was beheaded in, in abuja about four or five years ago because she was preaching in the morning you can imagine that many muslims too have been attacked so what exactly what are the points of divergence there is no disputing the fact that there are points of of um, cohesion for instance there is abraham and there is ibrahim in the bible and quran respectively all right we have jesus and isa so we have points of relevance we have points of cohesion so the question is what are the points of division let respected clerics come together particularly islam even look at the states states are not helping issues why for example with the state including the state be funding pilgrimages for christians and muslims what happened to others in my opinion that is if i not even my opinion the law is clear it is unconstitutional section 10 of the constitution for the states to use tax worshiper? i pay my tax you now use my tax to sponsor a pastor to jerusalem or an imam to mecca and i'm a shongo worshiper that would be unfair except you want to separate that money so again for the opt-in time and, and as i conclude on this let respected muslim and christian clerics come together 
supported and funded by the government and agree what kill and jaffun gone or what exactly is this insecurity about religion agree on them and move on may god bless us all right thank you very much uh, barista adiremi for your time and thank you for doing justice to that matter uh, we appreciate you. you as always thank you all right then well i think at this point we do have to open phone lines we can have discussions around it but let's give you a chance to weigh in on the matter you've you've uh, say something well no he has answered okay, okay. Has answered i mean you've heard different perspectives mm-hmm. the perspective of the law on it you know the other ethical perspectives but what is your perspective given all the facts that we've laid bare don't forget that we have a poll on twitter where you can vote on whether you think that the Kwara state government, which has ruled on the matter, should respect the religious backgrounds of the Christian mission schools, or whether you think the Nigerian constitution, which uh, Barista Remy said, you know, allows, well, with a proviso anyway, but allows that, you know, everyone's religious beliefs be respected as well. 0817 Hello, good morning. Hello. You're live on the program. What's your name? Good morning. Good morning. Please turn off your radio. This is off. Thank you. What's your name and where are you calling from? Thank you for bringing this issue in the front burner. What's your name, please? What's your name? Correct your resource portion. That this issue has been wrong. Hello, sir. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes. Hello, I'm Harry. Okay, please watch your name and where are you calling from? Uh, we seem to be experiencing some network difficulty with that caller. I'm afraid we're going to have to let you go. Thank you. Try and call us back if you can. The numbers are 0817 0704-404-1067, 0704-404-1067, 0817-555-1067. 0817-555-1067 functions as both a call line and a WhatsApp line. So if you want to drop a comment on WhatsApp, that is the number to use as well. Twitter, aside from voting in the poll, if you also want to expatiate and, you know, explain in detail why you feel the way that you do, you can drop a comment at SplashFM1067, hashtag Panorama, so we can easily locate your tweets. On Facebook, where we're live streaming right now, and you can watch us, uh, the, the the handle is at SplashFM106.7. Hello? Hello, good morning. Good morning, what's your name? Uh, my name is Uluwa I'm speaking from Imeko. All right, thank you for calling, go ahead. Yeah, thank you very much, thank you very much. Uh, what is happening in Kwara State is a little bit uh, confusing. It's dirty. One, let me just, from what I've heard of the legal uh, uh, aspect and public opinion on the issue, one, there is a Muslim grammar school in Jamaica. There are other secondary schools, Nazareth and Alakitu in America, where Christians, Muslims, can attend without any enforcement of dress code, apart from the color of their uniform. Muslim grammar school, we establish Muslim grammar school so that the uh, ethics of Islamic religion could be entrenched in their day-to-day life. uh, My dear, until we rule out this 
sentiments of suspicion between Christians and Muslims. Even this kidnapping and slaughtering of people, this uh, uh, banditry or whatever. When some of these people we call uh, bandits, some of them just kill people like that simply because they see that, ah, that person is a Christian. They're ringing bells in the morning, disturbing our prayers for this, that, without any altercation between them until, as that lawyer suggested, until our clerics, both Muslim and Christian, sit down together and then pinpoint what is the reason for all these things. When the school is established, if government is going to take over the school, well, it will let people that own the school, like Muslim grammar school in the corner. Now, is a government-owned school now. We established it so that our Muslim brothers and sisters can attend, but they did not, there is nothing written there that, okay, everybody must wear hijab or uh, people should not wear hijab. Who pays the piper takes the tune. Until Muslims or Christians establish their school and put a proviso that if you are to bring your child into this school, it is our dress code. And until they are only, only in W-H-O-L-L-Y, until they are wholly functional and maintained by these organizations before you say this, this, this and that. Uh, Thank you. on arrival, as the lawyer said, good morning. God bless Nigeria. Good morning. God bless Nigeria indeed. And thank you very much for your thoughts. 0817-444-1067-0704-400-1067. Don't forget to show some love to our poll that we have pinned to our profile on Twitter at Splash FM 1067. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Go ahead. Alaron, you have the floor. Go ahead, please. It matter. It has become a matter quite a long time. We've seen a lot of university students being, I won't say, the admission was uh, disturbed or terminated because of the issue of exam. And we have seen a case. Hello? Oh my, looks like experiencing some network disruption there. Hello? I apologize. All right, we have to let you go now. Uh, please use the number 0817-555-1067 as well. Uh, hopefully we experience better network using that line. Hello? Uh, please stay on the line while we attempt to connect. Hello? is Matthew. Matthew, calling from where? I'm calling from Agokuta. All right, go ahead, please. Actually, I actually have two submissions based on what I advised um, um, Adiremi. Adiremi, what he spoke earlier, sorry. Uh, yeah, first, based on the constitution as he highlighted uh, and interpreted, it is clearly. And I think if, according to him, he said that if he were to defend those who were fighting against the wearing of hijab or so, he would have. Um, and then second on the, 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 the third um, constitution. But what I'm, what I'm, the point I'm going is that for this issue to actually be resolved, 
that this will not continue. Let the government come out. It's the government that can really, really clear this situation. How? First, the, whatever school that the government has absorbed from the missionary, let this if this school's name has changed, there will be no more any link to the missionary. Therefore, there will not be any law holding on to the students or the parents doing against their will. That is my first summit. All right, then. Thank you very much, Matthew, for your submission. Uh, it is very much appreciated. All right, let's take this call to... Hello? Hello, good morning. Nicholas. Yeah, this is Nicholas. Yeah, good morning. All right, good morning. Um, you see, this issue for me is always political. There's nothing about God in this issue. Let me give you, let me give you an example. The Catholic Church, for almost 2,000 years, the Italians, because the Methodist was in Rome, felt they were the only ones that could produce the popes. So they, they produced the popes for almost over two millennia until a pope called Pope Pius XII. He said it's high time we de-Italianize this church. And that was why you had a man from Poland, Pope John Paul II, he became pope. You After him, you had a man from Germany, Pope, pope Edith, he became pope. And now you have a man from Argentina, maybe Archbishop Kuka from Sadaka, now might be the next pope. <laughs> you see, religion, take it or leave it, cannot be, you cannot legislate religion in a Supreme Court. Because if you want to say that, they would say the rosary in the morning, no matter what the Supreme Court says. And when you go to Ansaruddin, they will also prescribe their prayers in the morning. So it's a simple, even in Anambra, if you are not Catholic, you, you can't be governor. Even if you are Anglican. We have, the politicians in this country have always used religion to cause problems. I am a Christian. I have worshipped in a mosque that the teacher was an evil professor. It didn't change anything. It, mm. I, when, I was a, when, I was, when I was a copper, I was posted to a mosque. And I asked one of my, some of the people who were with me, can you allow your daughter to go to Onicha and be posted to a cathedral? The woman said, ah, ah, ah. I said, good. Because I, I, the NYC law does not demarcate a Muslim and a Christian. Mm. When we go to the Mami market at night, nobody says Muslim or Christian. It is the next morning that we now start picking our Bible or our hijab to our God for forgiveness. This color is predominantly Muslim. It is only natural that the Muslims want control from the numbers. Same way a Muslim will not desire to become governor in Imo State, which for about 70 years was predominantly Catholic. Then African and the rest started to come. It's about migration and civilizations that have interacted. It therefore it therefore behoves on the states to look for a way to agglutinate this interest. I don't want to see the problem even in France. Mm. But I don't, I don't want to see an Afro girl, which is my school, putting on an overall black on that white. She can go to Asaudin in Adelaide and put on the overall black and serve her God. Okay, thank you very much, Nicolas. Appreciate your thoughts mm. as usual.
All right. Keep those comments coming through on social media, WhatsApp, Facebook, and Twitter, the platforms you can use. You can also call us. We're taking calls all the way through. All right, we have one over here. Let's, uh, okay, let's take this one. Hello. 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 Hello, good morning. Good morning. Mm. Um, my name is Muhammad Lola Abdul Ali. Where are you let calling call, from? Yeah, let me comment the contributor. Where are you calling from? I want, I, I'm calling from Abel Kuta okay. here. Okay, please go ahead. Let me say that um, most most often the people of intellect, when it comes to religion, you see them playing sentiment. And of course, the issue of hijab has been a long time debate. We have had it in so many states. But the Quran state in particular, I continue to ask questions. The Christian stood up against using hijab. But I went to Catholic school, Mount Carmel College, Ilone, for over six years. I'm a Muslim. I put on cross on my badge, on my chest every morning, every morning going to school. I nobody sees anything wrong in that. Mm. Then when I enter the school, I see I see the image of Mary, and it was fully fully with hijab like Muslims. So now when Christians are fighting against using hijab, that is causing the nudity, and they supported women going nakedly to leaving their breasts. Then I continue to ask, who did they serve? Is it the God or is it the devil? Because devil, like the mother of Jesus, that usually covers a modesty with hijab. Why will a rational Christian go against that? If truly they are serving God. Then secondly, I think it is very clear. It is not mandated on non-Muslims. It is the Muslims that say, let us put on, let us teach our, our children how not to open their breasts for people to see. I think from the rational point of view, and even constitutionally, we are bound by the constitution of the country. We have a similar problem in, in, in the state here. That even at the end of the day, the court says, the girl cannot go to school and the girl has been at home not going to school for about two years nobody see anything wrong in that mm. but because that is the constitution why not go about the quarter so that is my solution thank, thank you, you much. very much well uh just to mention uh that just to be circumspect in these uh, submissions even while you're not wearing an hijab, it doesn't necessarily mean you that are you are opening, you know, your body yes, and all of that. Right. People, I mean, I think what Mohammed mm. was saying was his religious belief, which says mm. that when a woman's head is uncovered, but that's for those who partake mm. in Islam, mm, 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 who mm. believe that a woman whose head is uncovered mm. means she's uh, indecently dressed. That doesn't apply to everyone. So that's mm. not generic. Mm. But all before right. we take more calls, uh, Eddie, let me come back to you. From all of all of what we have we have seen from the stories emanating from Quara, the schools are being regarded as grand aid schools. Mm. Yeah. So maybe that's where you know the caveat is, or maybe that's where the issue lies. Grant aided. Yeah. Does it mean that the government, you know, solely takes care of you know the responsibility of the school, or maybe the government supports with some grants? Maybe that's where. <laughs> The, the problem is, is, and even going by what uh, Barisar Bar- Bar- mm. said, holy and solely. Mm. But I'm not sure any government is supporting any school holy and solely. Mm. Because you still have this parents, you know, mm. parents teacher associations and so many other. In fact, there was a time alumnus associations 
in Ogun State that I know and elsewhere were hiring with their own money, hiring teachers for schools. Mm. Would you regard that as holy and solely? No. Grant either. It's just the grant that they give. Maybe payment of teachers or some other grant or provision of uh, amenities, materials for libraries, new uh, laboratories and so on and so forth. But solely and wholly going by that court and it's going to be a very it's going to be a very interesting case in the, at the supreme court mm. because i would expect you know those who are opposed to it in their own institution that they establish to be able to say whether the government is supporting them wholly and solely with funds meaning mm. that this is our own mm. you know school but if you call it african child grammar school the one i attended and still you know uh, alumnus association is still you know, paying mm. some teachers, got those teachers for them, you know, to teach in schools or buying some things or building schools like we did, mm. a building, build, having buildings in schools and so many other supports that uh, African church grammar school students have been given. Would you say that mm. is holy and solely? It's, it's going to be a very interesting case. Mm. Okay, well, we can, uh, we're going to read your comments on Facebook, Twitter and WhatsApp. So just keep them coming. Rest assured, we'll get to them eventually. Hello. Nicholas. Yeah. Nicholas, you have a minute. Saudi Arabia and Qatar now allow their women to go to watch football matches. Yes. Drive cars yeah. and smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Is Nigeria an Islamic caliphate? I do not think so. In 2001, we were to host the Miss World. Yeah, in Kaduna. People died in Nigeria for an event that was to take place outside mm-hmm. Africa. In Kaduna. Why are we like this? And that year, the Miss World was won by a woman from Turkey. I know they purposely made it a Muslim woman to win that award. Because you see, if you are God sharing, you are God sharing. And if you are a hypocrite, you are a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Religion, we all met religion on this as religion was a creation. All right, thank you, Nicholas, for your for your thoughts. We appreciate it as always. Uh let's take more calls. Hello. Okay, looks Simple like we lost, lost that, that one. Mm. You should try and call us back. Uh on Twitter, the poll so far shows that it's a tie. 50-50. Fifty percent okay. of people think the religious background of the school should be respected. While the remaining 50 think the Nigerian constitution, which allows for religious freedom, should be respected. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Olabodi, there they go. Okay, Olabodi, thank you for calling. Yes, thank you. Um, My personal take regarding this is that, you see, 